This is the Dice Tower Network at Dicetowernetwork.com. Welcome back to Rolling Dice and Taking Names. I'm Tony. And this is Marty. And welcome to episode 29. Looks like we made it. And I was thinking, I just forgot, Marty. You know, if we've been part of the Dice Tower Network for so long. Do we still need to say we're part of the Dice Tower Network? Yeah, we probably still do. But yeah, this is our one-year anniversary. You can hear all the commotion in the background. we got a big anniversary party going on here. So There's this is exciting. Going on right here now. Oh, wow. That was awesome. <laughs> hey, I'm not here to sing. I'm here to talk about gaming. It's a good darn thing, too. Then why were you singing? Because we, we got a party going on. I can hear them. What? Hold, yeah. What? Yeah. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Guys, 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 keep it down. Jeesh. I know, All right. really. All right. Big wow. celebration. Big celebration. I know. I know. Well, good. Well, they're quiet now. So I, I, we, we, can, we can hear each other a little bit better now. Um, yes, our one-year anniversary. It was a year ago... Not today, but you know, around this time that uh, we put up our first episode and we were both wondering, will we be here a year from now? And again, you come up with an appropriate title that happens to be based on a song title. Looks like we made it. Yes, we did. And after that first episode, we still question whether or not we should have put up that first episode. <laughs> but, you know, it lives forever on the Internet, man. That's oh. right. It, it's, uh, it's forever in the annals of the Internet. Yeah. What's amazing is we, we made it to the Dice Tower. I mean, you think back over a year. We made it to the Dice Tower Network, which is incredible. Yep. Good job. And, you know, uh, one year later, I, I did. I'll admit, Marty, I, I will have to say this. I had my doubts. I did not know if we were going to make it, if life was going to get in the way, if we would just lose interest. But, you know, still going strong here. Yeah, you you did have your doubts because like every episode, it's like, well, you know, here's some ideas for the next episode if we're going to do it. And I was like, come on. I need some enthusiasm here. Well, I mean, you got to admit, it's like kind of like we were always recording late at night or, hey, can you record tonight? No, I can't record tonight. Hey, can you record tonight? No, my kid's playing a ball game. Ah, yeah, yeah, blah, blah. yeah. I, well, I know it's, it's, it's a little side hobby for us, but you know, it's amazing how much how much we've we this show has grown in the past year i mean granted a lot of it is to the fact that we are on the dice tower network and we get a lot of listeners that way but it's just amazing i mean remember when that first episode came out and we had a, a few listeners and and we thought well you know hey a handful of people here and there and and now well you've seen the stats and how much they've grown over the past several months it's amazing it it really is and that and we appreciate it we see there's we appreciate it. there's no doubt about it um what is what are some of our other catchphrases there marty and you know, and stuff like that. Stuff like that. You're uh, that's yours. And so we, we, we've we've grown, and it's great. And thanks a lot, guys. We we appreciate y'all hanging with us for a year. And uh, go back and think about it. I mean, we've had some special guests on from. I mean, our just our friends, but you know, they brought a lot to the show, and they they helped us really formulate what this show's about for you and I. Yeah, it's it's true. I mean, we really couldn't have done it with a lot of without a lot of help from a lot of different people. I mean. 
Um, even when we first got on the network, there were several other shows that kind of helped us out. I mean, they were there to answer questions, whether it be technical questions or just uh, show questions, show prep questions. That's what was so cool about uh, getting in the network with these other shows. It wasn't a competition. It wasn't like, oh, here comes some newbies and they're going to try to be stealing our listeners. It's not the case at all. There's enough, you know, there's enough ears around to go for everybody. And they were, everybody was so nice and welcoming and wanted to help us out. And, and just, just hats off to those guys. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, we gave them the opportunity to send us some congratulatory salutes or whatever you want to call it. And we, we went out there and said, hey, guys, you know, just, just if you would, we'd appreciate you giving us a little show, – show us some love. Give us some. So, Marty, I think you've got a – you want to play back those right now, don't you? Yep. Here we go. I hope, it's going to be a little while. You know, it's kind of long, but here we go. Thanks again, guys. Okay, so all right, hold on. So there it is. There's our most used sound effect of the year, right there. <laughs> the the crickets. The crickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're just we're just kidding with it. I know everybody was very busy around the holidays, Marty, and that's probably why we didn't get any, I guess, recordings back. And yeah, I, I'm going to believe that. I'm going to continue, especially my <laughs> my good buddy up at the cardboard jungle there, um, Anthony. Anthony. And he's my man. Uh, he, he actually he has really helped us along, and, and I enjoy listening to his show. Uh, matter of fact, I was listening to his other show about his um, uh, extra life event that he did and all the games mm-hmm. he got to play. That was pretty. That was pretty neat. But anyway, speaking of games, I understand that based on the twitters. I, since I don't tweet, I get to read our tweets. Since you do the majority of it, I understand you got to play a game recently. I'm at the game club at the Queen City Game Club called Francis Drake. I've seen it. I've heard a little bit about it. But what did you think of it when you were playing that game? Well, here's the thing. I did not know a lot about this game. I know it was a relatively new game. Um, it's it's not from a, a big publisher. In fact, it's from a publisher called Kayla, uh, K-A-Y-A-L, something like that. And um, it, it seemed like there's was a little bit of buzz at BGGCon. That's where I first saw it. And several people who I respect were saying, this this is a really good game. So at our um, meetup group that we had with our Queen City Game Club, there was a gentleman there who happened to buy it and said, I'm bringing it. And I was like, I raised my hand and said, I want to play. I want to try it out and see what it's like. Now, Francis Drake is a, is a heavy Euro game. Uh, so here, the goal, is, you know what the goal is, Tony, of the game? I, I'm, I'm assuming Euro game means what? Score points? Uh, victory points. Whoever has the most victory points at the ends wins. Just can you not see the shock on my face? I <laughs> Actually, I can't because I got the camera turned off. Oh, yeah, we but anyway. Off. Yeah. I mean, you know, if anything we've learned over the year, and hopefully those that listen to us, you know, we were always trying to say, you know, we're, we're taking this journey, come along, and, you know, Euro games, we learned that that's really what it is. It's, it's about those victory points. So you had to score the most victory points. Yeah, it is. So it is a heavy strategy game. There's not a lot of luck. There's a little bit of player interaction, not much, but it's, um, it's, I don't know. It's one of those games to where it doesn't bring any new mechanics 
to the table, but what it does is it pulls from several mechanics and puts them together and it just works really well. So the idea behind it is that uh, Francis Drake, you know, was an explorer, if you remember your your school days, um, and the what it is is as a player, you're are you are taking uh, going on three of his expeditions. Basically, you're going back and, and redoing some of his expeditions that he did, and, and there was three of them that he did in the uh, 1500s. And what happens is there are several there are several phases to the game. And the first, well, the, the board is a map. It's a map of uh, the, um, the, the the Caribbean, Puerto Rico, and that area down there. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to get supplies and stuff for your ships so that you can sail out. And you may be conquering some people. Uh, you may be picking up some uh, trade goods in order to uh, to bring back and sell. But what what is unique about it is this. The phases feel so different in, in how you, you play it. So the very first phase is basically you're like in a port. You're in the city, and before you go out, you need to go get supplies. Um, you need to go get some uh, crew members to be on your ship. You need to go get some weapons or some guns to be on your ship to defend yourself or potentially fight. You need to get supplies to go on your ship, like food and such, and so that you can you can make your journey. Plus, you need to be able to have some trade goods on board in case when you get out to where you're going, you can trade with other people um, there that, that, you, that you run across. What's unique about this phase is this. You start out, basically, what they say is you're on a street, and it's a one-way street. You have 10 tokens that are used almost like, it's almost like your worker placement game. Not Puerto Rico worker placement, but a real worker placement uh, nice shot. I appreciate you making sure I'm still awake on this. Uh, by the way, Francis Drake was a pirate. He wasn't an explorer? No. Francis, well, okay. It, if you're English, and we have, we have some guys from the UK who listen to us, he was Sir Francis Drake. He, he was an adventurer, an explorer. But if you yes. are from Spain, the man was a pirate. Because <laughs> he harassed the Spanish Armada. Yes, yes. Uh, so, okay. So basically, so when you said you were playing as Francis Drake, I, I liked how you had to load up your ship with with war goods because you're out there, you're harassing the Spain, you're you're out there trying to sink the Armada. So, but anyway, sorry, we do, we we we. We changed there on y'all. We went tangent, but anyway, back to well, the game. No, that's that. That's a good history lesson because here's the thing: when I first heard of this game, you know, this is this is isn't exactly the name of a game that would be like that. Sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, Francis Drake is like, okay, that really wants me to, I you know, wants to make me play that game. So hey, it's a good history lesson. Thank you. So yes, he's out there fighting against the Spanish Armada and their forts and the cities that they've taken in that area because you're trying to take over those cities. There, it fits now. So yeah, so the theme theme is is close to history is what you're telling me. That's because you know he he ransacked the various um, forts. You know, in the um, by he tried to take out San Juan and Puerto Rico. Yes. So there you yeah, go. That, 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 that's true. And in fact, when you look at the map, there are areas on the map that you can take your ship to where you have to fight against. There may be a fort there that you must attack, uh-huh. or a you may run across a ship in the ocean that you may have to attack. Okay, cool. So, And it happens to be the Spanish dudes that you're attacking. Look at that. See, people, this is an educational show. 
somewhat. I, if I were to look up who Francis Drake was and not try to remember my fifth grade history. Uh, that's okay. I mean, but so anyway, you it's point based. You're having to bring these very euro. What else about what 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 did what really did you like about the game? Well, hold on. Can I finish explaining yeah, the one way street thing? Yeah, yeah. This was what was unique to me. Okay. All right. So so there's a one there's a one way street, and the street is made up of tiles. It was um, fifteen sixteen tiles, something like that, um, like in a row or kind of wrapped around the board. What you did was you started at one end of the street. You took one of your player tokens and you placed your token on one of those cards. Some cards had uh, one slot for a token. Some had three. Some had four. Each one of those tiles represent uh, getting something for you. For example, one was here's where I get my supplies. You put a token here, you get guns. You put a token on another tile, you get you get crew members. You put a token on another tile, you take the role of a governor. And, and you put a token on another tile, you may get trade goods. See, you need a little bit of everything as you go around. So you, you take turns one at a time. You'll put your tile out. Next person, uh, I'm sorry, put their token out on a tile. Next person puts theirs, etc. What happens is, as you do this, there's a rule that says you can go forward as far as you want, but you can never go backwards. Meaning, if there's uh, the first tile, let's say, is for getting barrels, and the purpose of having barrels is how far you can go out to the ocean. You, the more barrels you have, you need to have four barrels to travel the in, entire length of the map, and anything less than that, you can't go as far. So there might be some destinations you want to try to reach. If you want to go all the way to the end, you need to get four barrels of supplies. So let's say that first tile is barrels, and people start putting their um, workers on that card, if that card fills up, you're like, oh boy, um, there. Hopefully, that other card. There's there's two of everything, so there's another tile that has barrels on it. It's like, well, hopefully, I can get there. But what happens is, say you say, I'm going to skip the barrels and and take my chance on getting barrels uh, later on. So you skip the first tile, and maybe you put your uh, token on a tile that gives you arms or guns. If you do that, you can never go back to that first tile. Okay. Because they say it's a it's a one way street. You can only go forward. Interesting. That that's what's wild because people are kind of leapfrogging each other, and you realize you can never go backwards. So you can't afford to skip something that you really need, especially if you look further down the road and realize there's no other way I can get crew members. I've got to get it on this tile. Mm-hmm. Well, if you look and you see. If you start counting around and realize, oh my goodness, there's only one slot left on that tile for me to get crew members and three other people are going to go before me, you may leapfrog other tiles to get to that one. But you take a risk because what about those one tiles you leapfrog you may need later on? You can't go back to it. I was was with you and I'm, 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 I'm still thinking through it in my mind. I guess you really need to be able to see this or, or see what the board looks like. Did that really help? Because I, I understand what you're telling me, and I love that concept. That is really neat. That's that's different, and I like that. That adds a lot of strategy to the game. Yes, it does. And so there are three there are three rounds. The first round, the tiles are laid out in a certain order. It tells you how to lay out the tiles. I'll skip the next two phases for a second. At the beginning of every round, you take up all those tiles, shuffle them, and put them down so they're random the second and third. 
Okay. So you can't like plan and say, okay, I know every I know every time we play, the third tile is going to be crew members, oh. and the fourth tile will be guns. It's going to change each round. Okay. So, so then you have to plan ahead. Okay. So you got ten discs or tokens or workers, whatever you want to call them, that you're putting out as you go along, and you collect resources as you go. So if you know you put a token here, I'm going to take a barrel. You put a token here, I'm going to take a crew member, and those are represented by what well, actually barrels, but little uh, square wooden cubes uh, for guns and crew members. And you you have a captain's board that you put those guys on. So it's like you're 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 gathering resources to put onto your ship. When you get to the end of the street or towards the end of the street, you can just say, okay, I've got everything I need. I'm going to put my ship out and uh, getting ready to go sailing. So. The first person that does that, it gets to be the first person that's kind of out of the harbor. Okay. Okay. So the last person off the street is basically going to be the person at the very end. And, and I'm going to tell you what, how that affects you in just a second. So that's one phase. You're gathering all your resources that you're going to need um, for a, attacking forts. You need crew members and guns to attack forts and, um, and take over cities or fight other ships. You need trade goods in case you go to a place and need to trade a trade good as a, as a purple cube and trade it for a good that's out in, in the water or out, out in the water. Wow. Out on one of the islands. And uh, then you need the barrels for how far you can travel. Okay. So it's a resource management. You got to have a little bit of everything, uh-huh. which is what the tough part is. All right. So that part is done. Now you look at the map, which is the map of the ocean in that, in that um, South and, and Central America area. You have what you call mission disks that are numbered one through four. All over that board are little are places you can put these disks in order to do some sort of action. If you put your disk over near a fort, that means you're attacking the fort. If you put it near an area that has a resource tile such as, and it's the Puerto Rico resources, indigo, um, coffee, I believe there was a sugar one. You know, those standard resources mm-hmm, like you mm-hmm. have in Puerto Rico. Right. You, you put a tile there, that means that you're probably going to trade one of your purple cubes for one of those tiles on that, on that cube. So you got four discs to put out. The first person who is coming out of that harbor gets to place his disc first. I said there's numbers one through four on there. You put that face down. That shows your initiative. Each place can take multiple discs. Okay, so you place a disc, next person places a disc, and you keep going around until there's no more discs. Everybody's placed their disc out on the board. Then you go to each location where the discs are, and you flip them over. And then you sort them by number. So, obviously, the lowest number, if you're, if you're a one and I put a two, you would go to that place before me and get to do an action there. If it's a tie, it's based on how you came out of the harbor. So, the first person... Trumps everybody okay. if it's a tie. All right. Okay. So once that's done, you order each location and then you say, okay, let's do mission number one. And going order, you come out of the harbor, you go to the number one disc for everybody and you resolve the action at that location. So say, for example, it's a fort. You go to a fort and it says, okay, this fort has two guns and two crew. That means it takes two of your uh, gun cubes two of your Q crew cubes, you take them off your board and you say, I've conquered that fort. If you do, there's victory points awarded. You move your little token around the victory point track. If multiple people are at that location, they all can attack and they all can do the same thing and get victory points. But it so happens the first person there gets an extra bonus 
Okay. They, there's a there's a gem there, gold or silver or a gem. Uh-huh. Each of those is worth victory points. So the first person who gets to take their action there gets that gem and bonus points. Everybody else just gets the points for beating it. You also have the choice of passing and say, nah, I'm not going to do it. I don't have the, the right number of crew to do it, so I'm just passing on that action. The other action is as if you're at a location where you can get a uh, a, a, a tile like an indigo or something like that. Um, the first person there gets to pick one of their choice. For example, indigo is the rarest thing. Everybody wants indigo All right. because it's the hardest thing to get. So if you're the first person there or in, resolved in the order that it's placed, if you're there first, you get your first choice. You take one of your purple cubes, trade it in, and you pick it up and you put it on your board. Now, the purpose of that is, is you try to collect sets of those. You get a full set of four, you get a lot of points. You get a set of three, you get fewer points, etc. So over three phases, you're trying to collect sets. Okay. You resolve every token. You pull your stuff back off the board and then basically shuffle up those street tiles and repeat, rinse and repeat two more times. At the end of the game, you see all the resources you've collected, indigo, coffee, sugar, etc., Count up your points, add them up, and personal mode points wins. I know that was long-winded. People are like, oh my gosh, that took forever. But I was trying to explain. There's, it's, you got to play it. I, I mean, I'm, I've really fallen in love with, with Euro games, uh-huh. uh, with, with things like Puerto Rico and such. And this one, this one's pretty cool. Well, I mean, uh, uh, the street concept is really neat. I, I, I keep liking that idea. The tiles coming back. That's, that's very interesting. And then the very, how long did it take to play this, including the learning curve? And and what was your learning curve like? Not that bad. It really was easy to pick up once you started playing. Um, We went through, probably talked through the rules about 10 minutes and it took us two and a half hours. And that's with people just learning and from everybody playing for the first time, five players. Wow. That's not bad at all. It's not bad. There's very little downtime. I mean, when you resolve, literally you go to a location. Okay. Well, no, everybody just resolves the number one disc. Everybody resolves the number two disc and so on down the road. Now, every I've covered everything. There's just one other little caveat. At each location you fight, there is a tile that somebody puts there that can alter how hard that fight is. Okay. You remember when I said back on the street, you could pick up a governor or admiral or something like that. What those do is allows you to take uh, little cards, let's say they're, they're, um, they're gun, uh, uh, gun cards and there's numbers like one, two, and three on them. Plus one, plus two, plus three. You place those face down at, like at the ships or the forts mm-hmm. or, yeah, or at the ships. What, it, what that says is if a ship's showing, it takes one gun to beat this plus whatever's on that tile. But you're the only one knows on what's on that tile. So that's where a little bit of the player interaction is. After you've put all your, before you go out, put out your mission discs. Right. What you do is you place all those tiles down. So you say, I'm going to put a plus two here, a plus one here, a plus three over here. And then you know, okay, I'm avoiding that plus three because I don't have enough guns to beat that place. So when somebody goes there to resolve it and they flip over and it's like a plus three, to whatever exists, they've only got like two guns. They can't take it. Okay. Interesting. So that's where the, a little bit of the player interaction uh, comes in. Oh, okay. That's neat. And there's, uh, you know, I talked about the barrels. The map is split up into four segments. 
one barrel you can go in the first segment two barrels you can go in one and two if you have all four you can travel any segment one two three or four okay now the person you played with did they order this through the kickstarter campaign that ended in may of 2013 or was this just nope they didn't they uh bought it um online when they saw it and they said it sold out pretty quick Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, it was it was a success. What's amazing is when you look at the Kickstarter, it just it, I mean, it cleared its um, original backing of 10,000. I mean, it got close to 27,000 and 10,000 was the hope. That's pretty mm-hmm. wild that, you know, that it's it's such a, a, a good game because I have. I've heard a lot about it and you've really enjoyed it. So and, you know, I gauge everything off of, of your play experiences there, man. Well, Again, I've really fallen in love with Euros lately. I'm not sure why. It's just it's just kind of my thing right now. Uh, and and for some reason, that dynamic of the one way street, uh-huh. I kept going. I kept thinking that one way street is so cool. But it, and it's so funny. I jumped out in the lead in the first round by a lot. What happens is is after that first round, whoever's in the lead goes last, going back to the street. It goes in reverse order of victory points. That really messed me up <laughs> because I had four people going in front of me placing out their discs and they were taking the stuff I needed. Oh. It hurt. It hurt bad. And the bad thing was, was even I jumped out to a big lead. I held onto that lead in the second round and it ended up last again. So what happens is because I was going last, I was trying to pick up all the stuff nobody else wanted. So everybody else got all the resources they wanted, put their ships to harbor. I was the last one coming off the street. So I was also the last one putting my mission tokens down. So I went from having a huge lead to finishing like third overall. Okay. Wow. Neat. So, so there's net. you never felt like there was a runaway. That's neat. Uh, the runaway didn't happen till the very end. Oh, okay. All those gem, all those gems you collect. Uh, if you're the first one there and you collect the, the gold, it, it's just little glass beads. Um, the gold, the silver, the gems, you add those up at the very end. You have a little treasure chest that you put together. You drop those in and you don't reveal those to the very end. So everybody can see how much you've, you've accumulated over the course of the game. Okay. Well, that is neat. So you really enjoyed it. You recommend it. Uh, I can't wait to, maybe I'll get a chance to play it at the club when I make it there. Um, well, here's the deal. Um, you know, we used talking about possibly going to the next event yeah. on, on this upcoming one. The guy that has it said he's going to be back there and bring it again. Okay. Well, good. Uh, well, hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to get to play it. I know, you know, doing a little research here and looking it up as you were talking about it, like you said, it's kind of like that other game that we keep talking about. You can't get, you can see it on Amazon for $120. I mean, holy cow. Yeah, but you know, you know, typically in the Euro games, the theme is it's awful. It's all about the game itself. Yeah, it, it, it's all about the mechanics and not this. It's just a slap at theme on here. I was surprised. At maybe it's the board and the way it looked, or, or what you were trying to do. But it felt, it felt like during that first phase, you were trying to get the resources you need to have a voyage. Okay, oh, and I mean, it sounded a lot. I, I hate to say this, but it does sound like the history. I mean. He was out. He was basically ransacking, being a privateer for the for the English, and and it really sounds like you're, you're what you're trying to do there. And if you don't have enough guns or crew or supplies, you're not going to get to where you you need to go, and you won't win your fights. Well, that is too neat. All right. Well, very good then. 
So um, that's Francis. Yeah, Ray. when I when I go when I go back to edit this, I'm going to go. Oh my gosh, Marty, would you shut up? You droned on and on about this. That was probably a really bad explanation of how it works. But it's one of those. There's some. I guess it's one of those. It's like that sounds really confusing. There's a lot going on. I know it sounds like that, but the learning curve really was medium. It wasn't that bad. Well, that's good. I mean, you know, and that's one of the things. It's, it's like you and I said with with Robinson Crusoe. When they put out those components, and you're like, oh, my gosh, how am I ever going to learn this thing? That's that's true. That's true. That's a good comparison because that, that kind of blows people away, too, until they play it. And it's like, oh, I kind of get it now. Uh, right. I mean, it's always that way. You've got to play it. You've got to give it a shot. Well, that's pretty neat. So, did you, And that was the only one you played recently at the game club? Yeah. I mean, I, we threw in a couple. After we were done, we had a lot of time left over, so we played a couple games of Coup. Okay. Uh, oh, that's right. You haven't played Coup, have you? Uh, no. If it's anything, if it's anything like Resistance, you know it's it's it's, it's nothing like Resistance. Thank God. It's not team based or anything. So, uh, me and you're going to get together in a couple of days with a couple other people and, and play some stuff. I'll pull it out. It only takes 15 minutes to play. It's a very fast game. Okay. Well, well you want? Can you explain it in less than 15 minutes? Oh, I can explain it. Yeah. So basically, um, it's it's in the same uh, universe as Resistance. You are the head of like a, a corporation and you influence people. And there are five different uh, characters that you can influence to do things for you. And the whole goal is to is to expose other people's influences and knock them out of the game. So at the beginning of the game, everybody's fa- dealt two face down cards and these people can do things for you. One's an assassin where if you collect three money, you can you can kill somebody else, uh, kill a card. I, this is the only thing I don't like. They're calling these character cards influence, which I think is kind of odd. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so uh, like I can say, I'm going to assassinate one of your dudes and I pay three to the bank and, and you have to show one of your guys. If both of your guys are face up, you're out of the game. Last person standing wins. Each character has a certain thing they can do. One collects money really well. One steals from other players. One exchanges uh, two of your character cards with another two character cards in the deck. So that's the deduction. That that's that's how that works. But here's the thing: is you can bluff as anybody. Okay. So let's let's say you know I don't have an assassin. There's nothing stopping me from saying, okay, Tony, I'm going to kill off one of your characters. Mm-hmm. Now, what works is anybody can challenge me and say, I really don't think you have the assassin. If I do have the assassin, I show it. They lose a guy. Ooh. And I replace my assassin with somebody else so you won't know who it is. If I don't have an assassin, I lose a guy. And the, and the, the action I just took fails. Okay. That's it. In a nutshell. All right. Well, can't wait to play it. Coming up real quick. So, yeah, I mean, sounds like, you know, even with me, I, I should be able to manage that. Yeah, it's it's really I'm not sure why you dislike resistance so much. I just is it the it, it's, is it the lying? No, it's the I've yet to play it to where I feel like I can deduce who's the who's the spy or the traitor. Got it. Got it. So the, so the deduction is in this game is you're trying to figure out is that person lying or not? Right. And what happens is as you play, you know, the cards become come face up. There's there's um with uh, uh da, 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 five people, there's fifteen cards in the deck. There's three of each character. Mm-hmm. So as cards are shown, you can start to see what cards are not in the deck anymore or what's been exposed. So for example, there's one card called the Duke. 
if three Dukes are showing, you know nobody else has the Duke. Okay. So hopefully nobody be stupid enough to try to bluff the Duke. Well, we'll have to but see. You, but <laughs> but if there's two if there's two Duke, Duke showing and somebody says I'm the Duke, so I'm going to do this action, then you got to think, hmm, the chances of them being the Duke are a lot less than what they were before. Should I try to challenge or not? Okay. So okay, well that's interesting, and um, it's probably one. Of the, is it a party game or? Well, here's the thing. Um, I'm calling it a party game. <laughs> because as people is going as people are going to hear on our uh, dice tower um, segment in their 2013 review episode, where we have to give our best party game. I said that was my best party game, and I actually asked the question on Twitter today: Do you consider Coup a party game? And there were some people who went came back and went, "Nope, it's not a party game." But then I went and looked at uh, boardgamegeek.com. Uh, mm-hmm. And they listed the genre as a party game. So I'm saying, all right, if uh, they say it, then I'm going to go with it. And I, and I guess you would say it's not really a good party game because you think a party game can play a lot more people. This game can play up to 10, but 10 way too many. It slows down way too much. I really wouldn't go above seven. Okay. All right. So there's another one. Wow. You've, you've been a busy boy playing here on the holidays. Insane. I know. Hey, I'm, I, it's all for the show. I, I, and and it's appreciated. And and, and you just <laughs> except for the except for the long drawn out explanation <laughs> of what this game is about. Well, that's why we put the time segments on the blog, and I'll be sure to highlight that for everybody. It says, "Hey, if you don't want to listen to Marty's Francis Drake explanation, <laughs> jump here. That's where you need to go." Um, <clears throat> but you did mention something I wanted to bring up, and I tell you what, let's um. Let's go ahead and say that um, in a couple of episodes, uh, the Dice Tower is going to put out their best of segment, one of their you know highest listened to shows, and we were able to send in ours. So if if you guys uh, want to, um, definitely take a listen to that, and you get to hear Marty and I's opinion on some of their what was the best game, what was best are you know best components, all that good stuff. They've got a whole lot of a long list, and we appreciate that opportunity to comment on that. So that that's coming out, Marty, in the future. Um, and anything did we do, um, have anything else from that standpoint as far as what's going on on the network? I can't think of anything. No, no. I mean, so that's the like you said, that's their biggest one of their biggest episodes. And obviously, every every contributor and every show on the pod um, on the network will be contributing their segments too. So obviously, it's not just us. But I'll be really curious to hear what other people say. Oh, me too. Especially on th- especially on things like Game of the Year. You know, the really big. Um, and you know, we we actually recorded and sent ours in. I, I don't want to spoil it. If you want to hear our answers, you have to go listen to the episode. Yeah, and we we don't have that that breadth or is it breadth breadth of um, breadth? Uh, yes, of of games that we've had the opportunity to play in 2013. But I go back and I listen to it. And, you know, like I said, you know, we looks like we made it. And I'm thinking about all the games we've had the opportunity to play this year. It's 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 amazing. Yeah, we we have really got a lot, and you know, part of the reason why, personally for me, is because of the game club. Yeah, I mean, they've that's a great way, and it continues to grow strong in our area. So, if you haven't, well, yeah, but, but yeah, because the thing is, if you know a lot of other people that play games, and everybody's buying all these different games all the time, 
that saves a lot of money in my wallet. I'll just play yours. <laughs> there you go. And who knows? You might even be able to borrow some because I know I'm borrowing them off of your shelf all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's the nice thing about, you know, you go to a big event. You know, these events, we got 30 people. So there'll be six or seven games running. There's probably you, you'll be able to find something you haven't played. And that's usually what I shoot for. I actually try to find stuff I haven't played just to see how it is. Again, for the show, I'm sacrificing for this show. You're such a trooper, man. I am. I know. And it's, uh, people should, you know, people should be thankful. They really should. Okay. We've gone from self deprecating humor in previous shows to <laughs> <laughs> egotistical humor in these shows. Uh, exactly. Which leads me to our, uh, what's coming up here. Uh, we've had the opportunity, we thought it'd be a neat idea for this year in review to go back and Marty and I actually listened to our previous shows. And we've done a sort of a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. In fact, we've got two of them. And, and so, you know, I, I, we hope that these match up with y'all as far as the highlight reel. And um, before we head into our next segment, because I know, Marty, you probably need to go get a drink of water after that explanation of Francis Drake. Yeah, as I'm looking at the clock, it's like, really, did I talk that long? Should we rewind to do this all over again? God, no. No, <laughs> no. Let's not let's not do that again. It's 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 late as it is. We we need to. I'll make it shorter. Uh, I promise me. No. I'll just say, okay. Look, there's this one way street. It's really cool. You put ships out onto the sea and you do things and you try to get victory points. Now, see, now you're explaining like me. You know, like uh, that's, that's not. No, that's. I, th- I think that actually, it's it is one. Of, it's a hot game. It's up there. I mean, we haven't had a chance to. Um, I haven't had. Did you see Caverna there? No, haven't seen Caverna yet. Okay, um, is that even that's av- available here? Isn't it? Yeah, but it's very about, scarce. Very scarce. About eighty some dollars. Um, cool stuff. Inc. has it. I saw it online. I'm like, oh, Christmas coming up. Uh, no, don't think so. so yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, I totally get that. So yeah, so uh, we got a little uh, best of segment. We got a couple of these that we're going to do. So let's uh, let's go ahead and cut off to that, and uh, let's see. Let's listen to some of our best of moments of 2013. Which is actually going to kind of lead into the next genre we're going to talk about. I was going to say, Marty, that was an incredible segue right there. Thank you. You know, that was right off the top of my head. That Holy wasn't scripted cow. or anything. As I was, as the words were coming out of my mouth, I'm, I'm like going to myself, this is brilliant. This is absolutely brilliant where I'm going with this. That's unreal. So, one that I cannot think of, the name of it is the one that allows you to trade cards with other players without having been in the same city. Operations expert. Huh? Operations expert. Oh, thank you. Operations expert. That's it. Are you sure about that? Are you looking this up? I guess. Okay. So that person, because the way you... We interrupt this podcast with an important piece of information. As I was editing this podcast, I realized I had fed Tony an erroneous piece of data. When he was going to be talking about the researcher, I told him that role was in fact the operations expert. However, since we're on a tight production schedule and Tony is out of town and cannot re-record this section, I'm going to edit out everywhere that operations expert was mentioned with the word researcher. Now back to the podcast. True diseases, like we said, let's get five cards of the same color. Well, Researcher. In order to trade, you have to be in the city with the card that uh, you want to trade. That rule. How many times did you have to go over that rule before people understood it? A lot. And they, and they always said, so what you're telling me is that, and then with... Researcher. It kind of breaks that rule. And right. 
And then they're saying, well, I can give the researcher this card. No, the researcher can give you a card. Well, that's what I love about your show. You cover such a wide range of topics. It's always fun to listen to. So, And it's definitely not something you could fit into one of your five-minute initiatives. <laughs> no, actually, Tony and I could fit our parenting things into a five-minute issue. Otherwise, oh. I'll be wearing a t-shirt with an eight and a half by 11 printed image taped to my shirt. Don't touch another man's card, his miniature, or his dice unless you have permission to. This will be an excellent segue into our bumpers at the end where the guy inadvertently hit his mute button on his mic. See it right here? Right there? See the mic? For those of you on the podcast. I was, I was like, he's talking. I just made this really good point about AP, and I just see you just chattering away, and I'm like, I can't hear a word he's saying. Oh, my God. Okay. So, anyway, back to what you were saying about so, AP. AP, go. Yes. <laughs> I agree with you, man. Twitters. Twitters. I actually just said Twitters. And now we move on to our segment at the table. And in this segment, we ask the question, what game do you want most under your Christmas tree for Christmas morning? And as usual, I went out to our game club event. And this time, I actually remembered to turn on the app that records. So no, you don't have to hear that annoying cricket sound because you heard it earlier already um so here we go let's see what the guys locally want to see under their tree on christmas morning there could be only one game under your tree this year for christmas what do you hope it is oh. i know it's not going to be here in time but i would love to see robinson caruso Ora et labora jamaica jamaica yes i've been wanting to try it and every time i go anywhere on amazon or something's like over a hundred bucks so if i could find one it'd be jamaica Okay, cool. Thanks. That's one I've been trying to get. I just haven't been able to. It's Robinson Crusoe. I don't really have anything new on the list, but Hanabi. I'd like to pick up Hanabi. I would say Robinson Crusoe as well. Hear that, Z-Man? Oh. <laughs> Robinson Crusoe. Yeah, I'd like Robinson Crusoe. Robinson Crusoe. <laughs> Robinson Crusoe. There you go. That's sweet. Wow, Marty. Everybody wants Robinson Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, there's. Uh, you think it's because of us? No, I just think it's that good of a co-op game. To be, uh, to be honest with you, I mean, and, and and you reported back in our last episode that you know Z-Man put out on his Facebook page that hey, we're getting our shipments in on December the sixth. Oh, mm-hmm. guess what? That boat was attacked by Francis Drake. It won't be here till December 13th. <laughs> yeah, I even tacked on at the end of the episode an apology saying that, okay, you know, I'm going to eat a little crow here because they just announced it will be out and they missed it. Well, yeah, and now, who knows, maybe on the 13th. Oh, look, there was an iceberg. Who knows where that boat's going to be? <clears throat> but that that does bring us to, you know, our other at the tables. And this time we, we appreciate everybody over at Board Game Geek for giving us some other feedbacks for what they want to be, put on the table. And Marty, I'm just going to go through here, if you don't mind, and take some time and um, read some of the responses that we got and just see how that compared to um, what our local game group says. So are you ready for that? 
I'm ready. Let's do it. We're going to treat this kind of like, you know, uh, oh, I forget those old news segments. Uh, Phil from Des Moines, you know, something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. All right. So Phil told us that, you know, he was really hoping that he would see Caverna or Crokenhole. Uh-huh. I've never played that Crokinole. game. Have you? Uh, Crokinole. Uh, no, I haven't. I've looked into it, and, you know, I'm doing the woodworking, Marty. I'm, I, I think, I mean, you can buy some really cheap boards, but they say mm-hmm. if you're going to play it, buy a really good board. And they run about $150. They're expensive. Yeah, so Phil said, And they're big. Yeah, Phil says he's got some other games planned for Under the Tree. You know, Sam's going to be bringing some other games here. But those two are the ones that he really hopes, but due to the expense, he doesn't know if they're going to make it. So I'm with him there. I looked at that. I thought that was be kind of nice. night. Um, Peter said, it's hard to say for sure. I just won a copy of Caverna. Way to go, Peter. You've got a rabbit's foot. What can I say? I won't say where that rabbit's <laughs> foot is, buddy. Uh, but um, for many Kickstarter games coming on their way, I'm actually relatively set for games, but I'm still hoping for Mice and Mystics. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And he's also. I need to play that game. That's another hot game that a lot of people rave over. Maybe one of us will get it sometime. I'll just like to try it and see how it is. Yeah, I'm hoping Santa puts that under my tree as well. Um, uh, but he also has a copy of Robot Turtles. Now, that was a huge game on Kickstarter, Marty. I don't know if you remember that. It's coming, and he's looking forward to that one. I don't. Okay. You That's don't cool. remember? It's that, oh, that was a really neat game about programming the turtles. It was a really good family, family-friendly game. Our buddy Mike, who, who always, Mike, we really do appreciate you giving us all these comments, especially when you come back and tell me, hey, dude, I wasn't looking for a response. <laughs> you, that was hilarious. I did, yeah. I was like, um, um, that's dicey. My other hobby is, and I'll, Marty, I hope you know what he was talking about here. Mike, you, I meant to look this up. Um, his other um, hobby is on a collision course with his gaming in December. He wants a limited edition Sir Nigel Grizzly A4 engine. I'm hoping he's talking about RC flying uh, airplanes or something. Think so? Um, Unless he's putting together some cars, I don't. Mike, sh- just tell me how stupid I am on the game on the on the forum, okay, buddy? I, I meant to look this up, and I was just like, well, he's doing. I'm just going to leave it at that. All right. Um, yeah. But if I were enough lucky enough to ask, I would most likely like Gravwell. A hey, good game, Mike. Um, Airlines, and that should be out soon. Yes, it should be. Uh, Airlines Europe. I played that. That's. That's a great game. That's that's the next step up for me for Ticket to Ride. I think Airlines Europe is a really great game. I hope you get that, Mike. Um, or or Olympus um, are the two games. I hadn't heard of this, that last one he said. Uh, Chris wants um, some Feld games, Castles of Burgundy or Bruges or however you say it. If you watch right. Breakfast with uh, over at Dice Tower, they taught you how to say it, and it wasn't what the boys <laughs> at the Secret Cabal said. So I'm going to go with them, you know. Uh, yep. And he also wants some paint for his minis, don't we all? Sherlock Holmes came from DH. He's th- wanting Sherlock Holmes. I'm consulting detective. Uh, unfortunately, Board Game Geek was down when I went to pull these, and I was not able to see it. <clears throat> Excuse me there, Marty. Uh, Herb wants his um, metal coins from Minion Games. Don't, don't we, we all? Jinx, you owe me a drink. I'll get you a drink, man. That is just, and I even commented back. Well, guess what? And the, and I didn't tell you this, Marty. Herb wants these coins, and and we all want these coins. And um, basically, what I heard from Minion Games was, hey, it looks like we're delayed even again. So, 
maybe we'll all get those eventually. Who knows? Um, next, we've got a Steve G, the winner of the dice bag. Um, well, he's wanting a Signar Colossus so he can dominate in War Machine some more. Way to go. Nice. Uh, I know. Um, hey, if you, Elvis, get, if you get it, uh, post your paint job. I'd like to see how it came out. Oh, and you know it'll be an excellent game. Uh, uh, he wants Elder Sign. Uh, for some odd reason, he wants Epic Spell Wars. Uh, <laughs> Steve, I may... You, yeah, you, go ahead. I was going to say, you touted that game. It's a good game. It is. And he, I didn't realize he didn't have Lords of Waterdeep. Well, you know, that's, that's that we may be able to figure something out there. I know where I can get you a cheap used copy, Steve. I may be able to hook you up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Aaron... Uh, he he would like to get some more X-Wings miniatures, Android Netrunner, some Star Wars, the card game Village, Manhattan Project, Belfort. Wow. One and game, four. people. One game. Oh, no, Aaron. <laughs> uh, and he wants Kemet. Now, I don't know. Um, One-Eyed Jacks uh, are a company up in Richmond of a gang group. They are known for selling on eBay uh, damaged copies. I hope Aaron saw this. They had Kemet for like 60% off because the box was damaged. Wow. Yeah, it was it was pretty impressive. Well, hopefully nothing um, on the inside was damaged, though. Kind of a risk, it seems. Well, they, they guarantee the product inside. Cool. Yeah, check, check them out. In. Yeah. I've bought I've bought some stuff from them and the boxes aren't that bad. I mean, you just got to read their description. I mean, sometimes they might if if they say the razor blade got it or something like that, you know that when they were opening a box. Right. You, you know how they got. Yep. Um Boomer's wanting some um Robinson here. I don't blame him there. Um don't we all? Our buddy Mark uh Kale um made a comment about, "Hey, you can pick one up for $180 on Amazon." And then you, of course, came back and said some other things. Uh, then we've got um, we got Mr. Greatsword here. He's wanting some Scoundrels of Skullport expansion. And I hope he can yeah. get that because you love that game, don't you? Great expansion. You'll never, if you get it, you'll never play without the expansion again. Yeah. But uh, I'm liking this, Mr. Greatsword. I know what you're talking about, buddy, because he's already gotten the expansion to Marvel Legendary. Um, the fantasy, uh, fantastic four, not fantasy, fantastic four, but his wife won't let him play with it till Christmas. I know how that is, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've got a, a Zelda 3ds game. I like to be playing, but I can't do it till Christmas morning. So I understand. Yeah. So, and that's everybody's comments in from board game geek guys. Um, that we do uh, appreciate you responding back to us. I hope I did you justice there on reading it kind of like the news, but, uh, Great responses, and I'm with you. I wouldn't mind some airline Europe too, and um, we all want Robinson, but that's okay. Not a problem there. Um, but so, Marty, yes, at the table, mm-hmm. what do you want under the tree, man? All right. So everybody else is saying Robinson Crusoe, and be- before now, I was going to say that, but it's too gotten too cliche. But however, my my other choice is probably uh, it's nothing. Somebody hasn't said either. I'm going to say Caverna. I haven't played the game, and maybe that's why I kind of want it now, because I want to see how it is. I want to see a lot of people have been saying, you know what, it kind of fixes a lot of the issues with Agricola, and they really like it. So I'm really curious to see what the how that is, and plus, it's just kind of hard to get. Yeah, that'd be kind of a good surprise for me. How about you? I'm going to have to stick with what I said originally, and that was um, Robinson as well. I, 
I, I love my co-op games. They're, they're the games that we can play with our neighbors and enjoy. And it, it would get me the next game in, in that series. Uh, I would, I, I would, I would enjoy seeing a Robinson Crusoe. So I'm going to be trolling this web um, on Saturday to. So I wonder how that's going to work with Z Man. Are they going to get it out there? I did call um, the game company in Kentucky or a game store in Kentucky to see if they have them. Mm-hmm. And, um, he says he's got it on pre-order and he hopes he gets it sometime after Christmas. So I'm going to be hitting that store, man. Well, that's cool. But I mean, are you on waiting list on some of the online stores? Oh yeah. I'm on the waiting list. Like everybody, all the other, uh, thousands of people. Yep. So, cool. so it's just whoever. Now I did pick up and you pointed this out to me and how did you know that Augustus was going to be on sale today. Were you just trolling Amazon.com? How did I know? Either I saw somebody post. No, I definitely saw somebody post about Smash Up going to be on sale at 3 o'clock. And mm-hmm. yeah, every once in a while I do troll Amazon. They're, they're lightning deals is what they call them. Cause there's some good deals around Christmas. I could pick up a few little things for my kids and, and the wife. So I, I scrolled over to the three o'clock time slot and saw that rise of Augustus was there beside of it. And rise of Augustus is not that expensive as it is. And then it came on for 1999. And did you get your copy? Bam. Nice. Secured. Nice. It'll be here Saturday. That It'll is, be here Saturday. I, I really, I'm curious to see what your family and your neighbors think. And I know you're going to be going out of town right after Christmas to play with some other people. I, I, th- I just think that is a good low learning curve game. That's really easy to pick up and play with a lot of different people. And it's different. That's what I really liked about it. It's, yeah, it's bingo, but it's different. It's, yeah. it's got the strategy. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. And somebody was chastising me a little bit, said, don't call it bingo because you're going to make one of people not play it. I, I agree because it kind of made me not want to play it. But if you're talking to a non-gamer, they can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I'm talking to a power gamer, I say, hey, it's bingo, but better. They're like, eh. But if I'm talking to somebody who's kind of intimidated by games, it's like, we you know how to play bingo? Yeah. Well, then you can do this. Right. It's just how you approach it. Exactly. Well, that's the December at the table. So what are we looking for in January? What's what's going to be our at the table for January? Well, it's kind of obvious. What did you want under the tree was for, for December. So in January, what game are you looking forward to this coming out in 2014? Granted, we don't know all the games coming out, but of the games that we've heard about, what game, game, expansion, whatever, are you looking forward to in 2014? Tony will post a thread on the BGG forums and you guys can answer out there. Likewise, I will be, or we will be going back to our game club and getting some answers from there. And then we'll come out with our answers too. So you got a couple weeks to do that. Probably, I don't know, early January. I guess we need to put a date. We'll put a date on the forums. Yeah, we'll put it in the forums. I mean, you'll definitely get through the holidays and it'll probably be by mid-January when we, we need all need that put in there. But once again, um, so what am I looking for for 2014? All right. I got time, man. Cool. Well, Marty, it looks like we made it to the end of this show. Um, and then another year, I mean, I hope a year, a, huh? What? A year, not another year. We made it a year. A year. You're absolutely right. We've made it. We've made it a year. That's that's great. Now, and I I can I remember when you came back to me and said, "Hey, you want to do this?" And I said, "Sure." 
I don't think you know what you were getting into, did you? No, I did not. I did not not realize that. And it's, it's been great. And, and Hey, no doubt about it, man. Yeah, it's no, no doubt about it. Who would have thought, you know, a year ago when this happened that you were be going to getting a press pass and going to Gen Con? Or, or you at Origins. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we have met so many wonderful people just because of this show. I mean, we've set, met so many great gamers and great designers and people who run game companies. It's just been, it's been a great ride so far. And, and to be honest, um, I'm humbled. I'm humbled by the people who take time to say, I, I enjoy your show and I appreciate your show. And, you know, it's just like I, we were um, listening through all these episodes over the past week or so, pulling out our little best of segments. And Tony, you remember the Gen Con episode where you said you met a couple people there, a couple, my, and they stopped my buddy you. buddy Gene. Yeah, your buddy Gene, who just took time to say, I, I appreciate your show. That was humbling. I mean, that was... That was really cool. And that's kind of what makes you motivated to keep doing it and trying to make it better. And and everybody, we, we are trying to make it better. It's amazing what, going back and listening through the episodes of how raw we were in episode one and how we've just kind of progressed over time just to make it feel a little more, more natural and less robotic. You know, episode one was almost like, hi, my name is Marty and this is a podcast on board games. Well, maybe it wasn't that bad, but it felt like that. And, you know, over time, you know, we've invested some money in some equipment. Um, It's it's funny, Tony. Did you notice listening back through? Could you tell where you got your new mic? Um, To be honest, uh, I really didn't. I I did notice the I did. Yeah, I did. I think back now I'm like, wow, it got crystal clear. It went from recording it off the mic on the laptop by accident to <laughs> yeah. the headphones to the mic I'm using now. And you're, yeah, it's, it's, is really neat. But, um, like you said, I've really appreciated the opportunities to be able to, that this has given me to, to be able to meet the, like you said, the designers. I mean, who would have thought that, you know, I would be going to a Gen Con and I'd be meeting Richard Lanius or, you know, Technically, I thought, me, hey, I've been there, done that, and I got a T-shirt, you know? Right. And, but it's, it's a whole lot more than that, and that, that's great. So in 2014, I know that, you know, if our survey said more reviews, we're, we'll definitely be we're working towards that. We really are, and so we'll, we'll continue that. So what else do you think, Marty, that we're going to be doing in 2014? What, what, do, you, what do you see? What? What is your goal? What's the vision, huh? What's your vision here? I know, I know we keep teasing videos, and I know we haven't done it yet, but, but actually this weekend, we're going to record a couple small segments for other segments. I guess I can go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. Tony and I are going to be contributing some video segments to the, um, what's it called? Board Game Breakfast? Break, yeah, the breakfast on the Dice Tower Network. Yeah, yeah, um, Dice Tower breakfast. Yeah. Dice, okay, that comes out on on Mondays. Uh, you know, they're getting a lot of contributors to contribute little videos to that. And Tony and I have an idea. If it flops, you will not see these. <laughs> but we have an idea of something that we might want to contribute there. So we're going to give it a shot. In addition, uh, we're just kind of messing around with some video equipment, some video editing stuff to to bring maybe some some five minute video reviews of things. And we haven't yet because 
I'm I'm big into production value. There are some incredibly uh, well produced videos out there. Have you ever seen any of uh, Game Boy Geeks videos, Tony? Incredible. They, is is it not? I, I like watching them. I mean, I I actually talked to him one time. I said, "What do you do?" And it was just like, "Well, I just set up a camera and 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 record." It's like, no, but it looks great. I mean, everything about it's just so top notch. Not only that, um, I talked to uh, Peter Krause, who does um, the the mod. Um, oh my goodness, I'm sorry, Peter. I've just forgotten your your Twitter name. He does uh, gameplay reviews, uh, and he's mm-hmm. also contributed some to the uh, the Dice Tower segment on on Mondays. His look incredible too. He's using blue screens. The editing is nice. See, they've raised the bar, and I don't want to come out with something until we. Not necessarily. It may not be as good as that, but just doesn't make it look look make us look so bad. Well, you know, if, if going under the bar is a game, it's called Limbo. So there's <laughs> nothing wrong with going under the bar. How low can you go? Yeah, Unfortunately, exactly. we could probably go pretty low. Yeah, you know, and I look forward to that. If someone had remembered to order his mic, you didn't do that, huh? I completely forgot, and then I saw it when I did the Augustus order today. I went, oh crap. It's all right. That's all right. We, we we can get by without it for this this first little thing. It's it's when we do the lighter stuff on, um, but yeah. So we're we're trying to get things set up in order to do little video segments and put even more pressure on us. Yeah, and and we could do so well at trying to get together. But anyway, we'll we'll make the videos happen. Uh, other things in 2014 that we're trying to work on. We'll definitely have more guest spots. We've uh, War College. We've uh, Alex and Todd are gearing up for some more segments on War College. Got some good feedback there, and they're tweaking their their segments a little bit. The ladies, of course, will have to come back. We'll definitely bring the ladies. Back. Have the ladies back, and you know what? With this past year, we've had a lot of wonderful contacts with uh, different uh, gaming companies and designers. And uh, we could probably get them on the show uh, sometime when, when it, uh, it seems fit. Uh, again, we've just made so many wonderful contacts of many interesting people out there that it's uh, time for uh, you guys to meet these people. I, I couldn't agree more and maybe be reintroduced on our side, too. Um, I will, one of the funniest things, Marty, when listening to the shows, there was like, oh, we've got a segment coming up with our kids. We never did that. Oh, we didn't? No, we never got Adam and Rebecca on the show. That was I was you Adam's been on numerous times. I've never gotten Rebecca on the show. I I will make that happen. Uh yeah, put that in the uh the podcast uh, notes somewhere. Yeah, I'll so we don't forget to do that. Yeah, it's kind of funny uh everybody. We actually laid out this show what 6 months in advance then did another 6 months. Mhm. We this stuck somewhat to it, didn't we? Yeah, just a little bit. So, well, it, challenges unfold and so hopefully next december 2014 we'll be sitting here with another song title saying hey look, <laughs> we're we're still we're um stuck on you or you know, some line on richie's i don't know we'll come up with something so anyway but it's 2014 i'm looking forward to another year of this and guys once again thanks for a great 2013 look forward to 
2014 and hopefully uh, every will continue to grow. Yeah, exactly. And again, you guys can feel free to leave us comments and such on the uh, the Board Game Geek forums, which is we've gotten a lot more traffic out there and we try to be very fast to respond to those. I f- we figure that if you take time to tweet us or send us something on the forums, then I'm going to make time to respond back or, or Tony, either, either one of us will. So we appreciate that and we will try to get back with you as soon as possible. Anything else, Tony? Micro badge 2014, we're hoping. Uh, yeah, actually, it's in review right now, right? It's in review. It'll be submitted for approval um, probably with the holidays. I don't see him getting to it until 2014. Well, but we'll see. We'll get a, hey, a micro badge. We're big stuff, dude. <laughs> yeah, here's the question Who's going to pay for it? I'm not sure, but it will be out there, right? Uh, see, I always thought you could do one for free, just tell people to do it for free. Oh, maybe you can't. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's something we continue. I'm just uh, our designers. You know, Steve. He 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 got us a a micro badge. You know, um, put it out there. I'm like, that thing's tiny. Get me my glasses. Can't yeah. see it. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It's almost a, like a nano badge. And, and when it gets out there, it'll be a dice with two little meeples on it. And I like like who hasn't used that? But I couldn't find one. So yeah, hopefully, it'll be good to go. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's kind of recognizable. It's two, it's two meeples with our two uh, main colors with a with a die behind the two meeples. So we tried to pull something out of the logo that would kind of make sense, and and Steve came up with that idea, which is pretty good. All right, Mario. Well, I think it's about time for us to call it and call it a show. Yep. Now we do have one more segment that we're going to go into. That's kind of our our. I don't know the best of. We just went through and pulled out some kind of memorable moments, and we're going to the uh, end the show with that. So, thanks again for listening, everybody. And as always, keep rolling dice and taking names. And hopefully, we'll be ready to go into thirteen. And our show for next quarter will be. I'm going to start all over. So that ends our special edition of Rolling Dice and Taking Names with our football episode. No, let me start that again. So that ends our football episode. No. I've really enjoyed the first five episodes. I hope this one holds up. Oh, wait a minute. You actually listened? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was five hours you'll never get back, but that's okay. <laughs> You've heard of Euro Games for years. That's nothing new to you. No, I'll be honest with you. Euro Games? No, I thought, I thought maybe. I'll be honest with you. How, how sad I am on this is I really thought it was if they had German rules with them, then I was that that's a Euro game. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's funny. Right. Three, two, one. Well, Alan, welcome to Rolling Dice and Taking Names. We Alan. Alan. Where did Alan come from? See? <laughs> Alex. Oh, my gosh. Well, I asked, does anybody want to do this? Anybody, everybody's like, no, that's that's demon oh. stuff and witchcraft. Well, we're not going to do that. Well, well What about the guys you played with, though? True story. He got committed to a mental institution. <laughs> I'm sorry. And press gangers will run the tournaments, but they'll also demo the games to people. And you, they have to have two armies that they can use. I can't and edit out the toilet flush. I'm sorry. That was awesome. <laughs> I tried not to let it go. It's like, that is very obvious what just happened. So, Oh, that'd be awesome. I mean, you know, because our two listeners, you got a one in two chance, guys. Okay? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> According to 
Board Game Geek, the number one is your not favorite party game of all time, Resistance. Well, you know, what can I say over, you know, half the country's wrong, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Did you even go to Gen Con? No zombie walk. Didn't see Card Holla. Didn't you do it? Okay. Okay. You saw the parade. You saw the parade because you happened to be there as they were doing it. Yeah, they were interrupting my Star Trek Attack Wing game. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm like. I'm trying to learn how to play Star Trek Attack Wing. Would y'all be quiet? So I told him that story, and he was like, "Really?" And I said, "Yeah." And so that that's that repertoire that you know that was kind of neat, you know, to be able to do that. Repertoire, repertoire, isn't that it? No, rep- rapport, rapport. That's it. Oh my gosh! What? <laughs> it was close enough, <laughs> dude. I expect to see this, you know, on your show. And he squeeze, squeeze. <laughs> uh, shoot, you know, I wish we could play Netrunner more. But anyway, got it in, and uh, ding. Uh, somebody's gonna do a drinking game for that one time. <laughs> what were you watching Uh, do you really want to know yes what were you watching (laughs) okay so my my wife occasionally okay she watches the young and the restless and for those of you who follow it were you watching young and the restless it was the last shows with they did the they did the thing with chancellor you know, the lady who, she died, you know, three months ago. So they were doing the, the salute tour. Oh. All right. Three, two, I'm getting pissed. One. <laughs> <laughs>